Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, <laughs> I sit down with an alumni of the show. 22 years ago, him and his Diamondbacks won the World Series, beat the New York Yankees, and he's back. Welcome five-time All-Star, Luis Gonzalez. Gonzo, thanks for coming on the program. Booney, anytime. Thanks for having me. And now Gonzo is a uh, works in the front office with the D-backs. You're on this run. Gonzo, I talked to you on the phone the other day, and I, and I said, uh, watching this from a fan's perspective, it's been pretty awesome watching these Diamondbacks. I think, you know, starting back with Milwaukee, they sweep Milwaukee, they sweep the Dodgers. Nobody gave them a chance back then, and they keep winning. Um just take me through it. What's it been like? You've been you've been with them through this postseason journey. Yeah, it's been an incredible run. I think uh, they've gone back to the old school era of baseball, where it's uh, you know doing all the little things, stealing bases, bunting, playing good defense, and I think that's been the uh, key for our team. We got a lot of great young players on this team, but the fact that they've all gelled well together, everybody's been against them. Every every publication or or syndication show or whatever it might be has picked against the Diamondbacks. And they've kind of used that as their uh, shield to kind of embrace and to bond together and go out there and prove everybody wrong. I think, yeah, I think at this stage, the, the players at least are laughing every time they win a series. Like, oh yeah, are we going to lose the next one? Well, it, and it is, it's kind of a, uh, something you get strength through. It's been, it's been cool for me watching because I was one of those guys. You tell if you ask me honestly at the beginning of this postseason, I give the Arizona Diamondbacks no chance, as did probably not a lot of people. They won 84 games, but 
as time has gone on and they keep overcoming each obstacle, each series, they've got something, you know, that very few teams I've ever played on it. I, I mentioned at the opening, uh, Luis was, was a world champion in 2001. You know what that feels like. I was never a world champion, but I've been on some teams where I felt that kind of that team had the it factor. It seems like these guys kind of do. They kind of have a look, a way about them now at this stage of the game where nothing's really rattling them. It seems like they like they like one another and they like playing baseball. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think that, uh, you know, you look at our ball club, there's not really any super superstars on the team. Corbin Carroll is probably going to be unanimous rookie of the year. And then you have, you know, Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly. These guys have been – you know, they're the front end of our rotation, but they're not guys that you talk about each and every day. Gallon started out the gates real well as a Cy Young candidate. I don't know where he's going to finish, but these guys have uh, silently and quietly, very quietly, just kind of run through the system and made their way up to up here where now they're getting a lot of national exposure. I think the big guy who's been the core of our ball club now is Moreno behind the plate. Gabby has done a fantastic job, came in a trade for Dalton Barshow with Guriel uh, in a two-for-one kind of deal. And both these guys have come in here and really stepped into leadership roles for our ball club. It's been really uh, nice to see for our team. I'll tell you, Moreno, you, you mentioned Moreno. He, he's been awesome. I mean, he was uh, fam for the good part of the season. He's been your number three-hole hitter. And all of a sudden, they plug Moreno into that three-hole. And he just keeps getting – he keeps having big at bat after big at bat. And he's 23 years old. I think not – you're right. Not too many people on the national stage have seen this Diamondback team. But Marino's the one, for me, recently has been the key. I think for the postseason, Marte's kind of been the MVP of that team. Right. You've, had a, you've had a lot of, uh, of players in and out. Carroll had a, a, a rough – a rough, I, I think it was the last series – but in game seven, he comes through when you need him. He gets three knocks. He scores a couple runs, drives in a few. Um, but you're right. Moreno, Gurriel, you mentioned. Walker's the only guy. He's got your guy that hit 30-plus homers during the regular season. He's still scuffing a little bit. Um, talk about that a little bit. Talk about the young pitchers fought who's going to be on the hill tonight. Uh, Gallon, you mentioned, was the, was, the, uh, was the Cy Young candidate all year. And Kelly, wow. Kelly's been pretty darn awesome. Last time out, seven runs, uh, or I'm sorry, seven innings, one run he gave up, ended up getting the win there. Game one. Uh, take it from there. Just touch on those on those points I just made about those players. Yeah, if you look at our starting rotation, Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, and then whoever else it can be after, we've gone with a bullpen game. But really, Fott and Kelly, have, I think, have kind of – stepped over Zach Gallon as the the two lead guys, the way they pitched. Fought every time he's gone out there, they keep saying this is the game of his life, the biggest game of his career, and he's just gotten better and better each time. He got sent down earlier in the year because he couldn't he didn't have a secondary pitch trying to throw that fastball, elevated fastball, was giving up a lot of home runs. And I think what this playoffs has done, he and and he's done extremely well. It's given him a lot of confidence now. He's pitched extremely well. Merrill Kelly has been phenomenal in game two. He was so good. And really, Zach Gallon pitched a great game in game one. We just ended up giving it up late at the end of that ball game. But these guys have been fantastic for us. Going to uh, Christian Walker, our 
number four hitter. He has scuffled the last game in game two, his last at bat. He came up big and got a big hit for us. So uh, we're hoping that that's a sign of good things to come. But we really need to get his back going in the middle of our lineup. You know, on the other side, Texas, <clears throat> Simeon's had the same problems that you mentioned that Christian Walker's having this postseason so far. Key part of the regular season, big part of that lineup. But in the postseason, hasn't shown up that far. I got a question for you, Gonzo, on on something that's really kind of stood out to me amongst the, the, the last four teams that were standing, now down to two, obviously, in the World Series with the Rangers and the D-backs. The Diamondbacks seem to me to, in a game, in an era where bullpen is so highly sought after, have been the only real team that have had that eighth, ninth inning shutdown. Whereas you look at the Texas Rangers, it's kind of been Bruce has been mixing them in and out. Is Chapman going to come in the eighth? Is he not? LeClerc's done a really nice job for them. But with the exception maybe of the Houston Astros, who you knew you were getting Presley at the end of the game, I watched this D-backs, and with the addition of Seawald you got from the Seattle Mariners, my Seattle Mariners, and and the people in Seattle now are kind of shaking their head like, well, would it have been a difference, you know, getting <clears throat> the postseason if we would have kept a Seawall? Ginkle setting him up, going to Seawall with the exception of game one. When he gave up the home run to Seager, I think Seawall got to a point, and I was watching as a as a ex-player going, it's like they don't pick up the fastball. It's the invisible ball. He tries to get away with one with Seager at first pitch, ends up biting him in the butt. But other than that, those two have been unbelievable. And I think it's been something that, that Torrey Lovello has been able to go to and feel like if I get a lead, I go to Ginkle and Seawall, and I might have to ask one of them to get a few more outs than – they normally do, but they've been doing the job pretty much the entire postseason. Yeah, you're right, Booney. I mean, ever since the uh, trade deadline when we picked up Seawalt, it's, it's been incredible for us. It kind of stabilized our bullpen. Um, before that, we were going bullpen by committee, just kind of guys didn't really have their roles. And once we got him at the back end, it kind of worked its way from the back all the way up. And uh, I think the guys kind of know, you know, situational matchups and things like that when the left-handers are going to be coming in, things like that. But Seawalt has really made a big difference for us, uh, not just, uh, you know, being the closer, but just his maturity level that he has. He's been around a little bit, played for a good ball club in Seattle, came in and just kind of stabilized everything for our bullpen. It's really made a difference for us. Talk about Tory Lavelle a little bit. Uh you know, he's made some moves throughout this postseason. It seems like every move he's made to this point has really worked out for him. You know, I even questioned a few times. I've been guilty of it when uh, I think it was a couple games back and, and Kelly was pitching. He was pitching he, he, five innings. He had just punched out a couple. Torrey took him out, and, and I think everybody saw the exchange of the dugout like, Skip, you watching what I'm watching right now? Yeah. And, and they took him out of the game. End up, you end up winning that ball game, and Torrey ends up making the right move. Talk about Torrey Lavelle a little bit, a Brett Strom with these young pitchers throughout this postseason. Gonzo, back to, back to our generation. You know, it was, it, no matter what, it's always tough to, to get to a World Series, let alone win a World Series. But I just think now with the new, uh, with the new format, with the 12 teams getting it, getting in's a little bit easier than it used to be. But I'll tell you, I'm watching these series and it's tough. <clears throat> To get to the end, there's a lot of landmines. Uh, talk a little bit about Tory Lavello and a Brett, Brett Strom and how, how important they've been for this 
this team that doesn't overall have a ton of experience when it comes to the postseason. Well, you're right. There's been a couple times, even when Fott was pitching extremely well in uh, Philadelphia, I think, it came around to the third time in the order. He had nine punch outs, only giving up a couple hits. And they took him out of the game. And the only thing I was thinking about was, remember when Snell pitched in uh, Tampa Bay against uh, the Dodgers and they took him out of the game and ended up yeah. costing him. And that was the only thing that was going through my mind. But I think the, the players on the team have bought into the program that Strami has preached to them as pitchers. And then our position guys with Tori Lovello, um, everybody's done a fantastic job of just buying in, uh, creating a little bit of uh, create the chaos is what kind of their uh, their thing. They, they like to steal bases. They play aggressive baseball. When they get the run, he likes to play small ball to try to get that extra run late in the game, especially when we have a lead. And it's really worked out good. A guy like Tommy Pham has been, um, you know, a guy that when they brought in, everybody was wondering, why are they bringing this guy in? But I think our team needed somebody like that with a little bit of an edge, and he's worked out extremely well for our team also. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think it's awesome. And the fact that, you know, we, we call it little ball, but it's it's playing baseball. And it's playing baseball with, with the way this game has always been, always been played. The good thing is that they're playing little ball, but the fact that they can play little ball. In today's game, you ask somebody to bunt, and, and, and they look at you like you got two heads. These guys – can actually do it. They run the bases, they steal bases, but they execute as well. Everybody can bunt. You got you got Yvonne, uh, you got Longoria, who uh, you know he's thirty seven years old now. Probably hasn't in his career hasn't been asked to bunt too many times. He's dropping down bunts. He's getting the job done, and uh, I think he hit it on the head with Lavelle. If you buy in to your skipper's program and you're all in with it, um, it makes it for a much smoother ride. And, and thus far. It's been pretty cool to watch. You've been traveling with them, Gonzo. You got the experience. You're kind of you're kind of the man when it comes to the Diamondbacks and that organization. A lot of these players uh, remember what you did in your career. Have any of the young kids come up to you and and asked you for advice? Like Gonzo, when you were in the World Series, this and that. Do you have anything that you pass on to this younger generation? No, I just I've, I've been in the locker room with them and just kind of going around. I'll you know I don't want to you know. They do a great job. Our coaching staff has been phenomenal. So I just kind of say, hey, man, enjoy this moment. Embrace it. Every pitch, every play means something. So stay locked in. Stay focused. If you played the game the right way, at the end of this series, you should be mentally and physically exhausted. That means you let it all hang out out there and you played the game the way it's supposed to be. Well, you know, we're we're relying on a lot of our young players to be key guys. We talked about Gabby Moreno. Perdomo, who's our number nine guy, has done a fantastic job. Those two guys, those two guys are young players. They're our best two strike hitters on our team. I mean, they'll get 0-2 and then they'll work the count back to 3-2. Moreno's done it. He's I think he has four homers in postseason play, and all four of them have come with two strikes. So it just goes to show you how these guys grind out at bats. 
and and just have done all the little things. It wasn't always like that all season because, believe me, there was a time where I was like, oh, man, these guys really look young. They're cutting their teeth, and they don't look like they're going to be a championship team for a while. But uh, they really put everything together at the right time when they needed to, and it's kind of snowballed now into where they're at. And uh, they they feel like, and we all feel like here, that we got a shot to win this thing. Mad Dog Russo. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And the players are kind of like, yeah, have a nice retirement. I, I think they should keep calling them out. But it's been like that throughout every round they go to. I felt that they've, they've gotten not disrespected, but, uh, yeah, you're not going to win this series. You're not. It started with Milwaukee. You're not going to beat the Dodgers. Come on. And now all of a sudden, I was guilty of this as well. They went to Philadelphia. And with <clears throat> that crowd – and with that kind of star power, and it seemed like the Phillies were clicking, they won those first two games. They went to Arizona, and a lot of people thought they're probably not going to make it back to Philly. Not only did they make it back to Philly, but they beat them in a huge game six. And as soon as they beat them game six, I thought all the pressure <laughs> on earth is on those Phillies the next day. They're supposed to win. They're supposed to have this big home field advantage, and Arizona's just coming to the yard with that with that uh, look on their face, too, like, oh, yeah, you doubted us again. Now all the pressure's on the Philly. They end up winning game seven. For you, Gonzo, you've been following the team all year. You've seen the highs. You've seen the lows. When did it get real for you that you kind of said, these guys might win this thing? Well, they lost, the, like you said, the first two games to Philly. And then going in six and seven into Philly, knowing that they had to win in that hostile environment, believe me, it was hostile being there. Uh when they pulled that first game off, I actually thought, oh, you know what? The Phillies fans and the players on the Philly side are a little bit uh, worried because they thought they were going to run through that series. And then things got real very fast with the team. Uh, we got off to a good start. We got some runs early in the game. That's what's key to our team. And I think the Rangers, too, I think no team has lost with the two teams that are playing right now when they scored first. So the key is to try to get runs early. Um, we tend to relax a little bit more and start playing even better small ball when we're trying to tack on runs when we have a lead. When we're playing from behind, there seems to be a little bit more urgency and stuff like that to try to get runs with our ball club. So uh, that's why we're we're always hoping to try to, to get some runs early and try to play with a lead. You're 1-1. At, you're you guys are back home. Boys are in their own beds. Uh, it's a best-of-five series. For Luis Gonzalez – what is the key in this best of five here on out for the Diamondbacks? Well, our, we got to use this advantage here playing at home these next three games. Uh, Zach Gallen pitches extremely well here. We need Fott to come out with a good game here in game three. And we have to use the crowd to our advantage. These guys, uh, we played in Texas. It was nothing like what they experienced in Philadelphia as far as the fans because Texas is so big, their stadium, when they were loud and stuff, it was not even close to what the Philly fans were giving them. So I think that's that was a sense of relaxation for them to go out there and just play their game and do the little things. We got to stay aggressive on the base pass like we've been doing, and that's going to be uh, big for us to, to win the games. Pretty cool. Uh, 21 years ago, Gonzo. little different situation. That was the year of 9-11. Uh, but the similarities I see is – and I saw it the other night in Texas when, when George Bush came out and threw out the first pitch. Yeah. Your World Series in New York, that was a huge moment too. George Bush 
uh, came out throughout the first pitch. That bring back any memories? Was it a, was it a deja vu? I think he threw a strike both times. Yeah, it was deja vu to see him, and I reminded him that when he threw out the first pitch that we ended up winning. So he, there you go. He, he was uh, he's a great man. So it was great to see him again out there and. You know, he was a, a minority owner with the Texas Rangers for a long time. And you know that playing in Seattle. Um, it's just been great. I think it's great for the game of baseball. Obviously, they're not the two major market teams that a lot of uh, people were looking for. But I think it's been great for baseball to see a lot of these fresh young stars coming out and showcasing. Baseball's in good hands now with a lot of these young players that have come up and played and they've played like superstar veterans. I think you're right. I think it's been awesome for the game. Good luck to you. Uh, and Thanks, Bunny. And, Bax. and uh, you throwing out the first pitch tonight, Gonzo? It'll be myself and one of your old teammates, the big unit. Big so unit. it should be a lot of fun. You going to the rubber? I never go to the rubber. No, you know, no, no. Yeah, no. Keep, it, keep it down. Just kidding. Let's not push our limits. Gonzo, I appreciate you, man, coming on the show. This has been great. Uh, best of luck. Best of luck. I love Bruce Bochy. I got a chance to play for Bruce uh, one year in San Diego. I, we had him on the show uh, about a week ago, and I love him. But I, I'm looking at this series. I really think it, the D-backs against the world, it seems like it's been the whole time. I, I don't – I think they're at a point – they're going to win this thing. They're going to win this thing. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be one of the one of the uh, the biggest World Series in the last 10, 15 years, even though from a from – a, notoriety standpoint like you mentioned it's it, every, nobody expected texas rangers and the arizona diamondbacks but i think it's going to be one of not only one of the best but they're going to be talking about this a long time uh i appreciate you coming on the the boom podcast always good catching up with gonzo uh and uh good luck man throw a strike tonight. thanks <laughs> watching the boom podcast or listening to the boom podcast i appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time